Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Whitney Nelson, and we have a returning guest. It's been quite a while. We have Bruce Stevenson, our fighting game guy, <laughs> coming back to the show. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing good. good. Very good. Yes, yeah, since you've been on, uh, we had Whitney join the show, so I guess with introductions are in order. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I'm I'm Bruce. I'm an old man, a dad. <laughs> I play I play video games, uh, and you know, work and stuff, and yeah, yeah same all- <laughs> except for the dad part. Pretty much all the same things for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We nice. actually celebrated Bruce becoming a dad on this podcast at one point, way back when that was a thing. Um, that's what I mean, man. This thing, this show's been going for years. So Bruce isn't on very often, but when we do have you on, uh, you talk about certain fighting games, and I'm just curious, for anyone who's new, this is a video game podcast, and we're going to go round table with what we've been playing. Let's hear from Bruce first, because we haven't heard you from you in ages. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I haven't yet gotten my hands on Mortal Kombat 11. I do want to. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, time constraints, like, when I play fighting games, or anyone, I guess I should say, who plays fighting games like that wants to be good or competitive, um, there's just a real heavy time investment. Like you have to learn, you know, your characters, the combos, like starters. Typically, in like Mortal Kombat, for example, you can only block like high and medium or medium and low. Um, so you have to like know, okay, well, what do all these characters fight? You know, what are all their strings like? How do they like to open me up? And blah, blah, blah. So I haven't taken the plunge there, um, but it looks really great. I've watched some pros play. Um, so I, anyone who likes Mortal Kombat, I think you're probably in love with Mortal Kombat 11 at this time. Yeah, it looks really good. What do you intend on playing it for when you do pull the trigger on buying it? Oh, man. I want to play... I'm so torn. So I just got a Switch, like... A month ago, I want to say. Nice. Yeah. Um, I finally, it was one of those things, again, like, whole, you know, dad life. Like, I get up at crack acid on, work, get home, and then I have a one-year-old who wants my undivided attention. So gaming is not uh, where I get to spend most of my time, but I love to game. So, um, so yeah, I you know, I think when I can pick it up, I want to get it for... I really would prefer it on the Switch, but from what I've seen, there's certain slowdowns on like certain levels, and even though they prioritize 60 FPS, it's not... It's like, if you're on the go, it's the better option, but if you're like, I want to play Mortal Kombat 11, it seems like PS4 is probably your best bet. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's where my feelings are. Um, the other thing is, I play with a hitbox, so for those who don't play fighting games... Um, there's people who play with controllers, which shout out to Sonic Fox. He's probably the best uh, NetherRealm Studios player in terms of like Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Um, and he plays with a controller, so there's no reason you can't be amazing at the game and play with a PS4 controller. Um, but there's people who play with controller, people who play with uh, you know joystick, like the old school arcade. You know, you have a joystick and six buttons. Um, and I am a computer player, so I like buttons all the way around. Um, so instead of a joystick, I just have four buttons, you know, left, right, down, and up. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it just feels good for me. So that's, um, that's what I have. And I have that, you know, set up that I can play on PS4. So it'd be a that's little nice. bit of, 
yeah, it'd be a little bit of configuration and like an adapter for me to get it on a switch. And, you know, when, when the time comes, that's what I'll do. But in the meantime, with the switch, I've had smash bros and who could complain about smash bros, right? (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. What do you think of the new characters? Um, you know what? I really like them. I like a lot of the characters. I like King K rule. I like, I think there's ton like uh, Simon and Richter. Um, uh, I can't remember uh, what's Samus Riley. Samus is like yes. badass dragon beast thing. Um, I I don't. There's none of them. I feel like that are like particularly overpowered. I think they all excel in a certain area. Um, and I would say I'm like as far as Smash Bros goes, I'm like better than the average person. But if you put me to play against someone who's like a Smash Bros player, I'd get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like when I go and there's a bunch of people at a party and they're just dicking around, like I've, I've had times where they're like, Bruce, you have to take a shot every time you win because this is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Need some kind of handicap. Yeah. But counter counterpoint is like when I was, a lot bigger, had more free time, and I was bigger in like the fighting game scene out in um in Harrisburg area. You know, we hosted a tournament for all fighting games, and I thought, hey, you know, I like Smash, why not? You know, give it a shot. It's like five bucks to enter the tournament, and man, that was a that was a day of education for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty talented fighters out there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of your involvement in the community, are are you still like? Do you find time to do any of that stuff now? Or are you still out Harrisburg way? Um, actually, no. Unfortunately, um, I, it's just well, it's been a combination of things. I actually moved back towards uh, like Reading area. Like I, I work in Boyertown now, so um, oh nice, yeah. Uh, which is cool because I'm obviously I'm familiar, you know, with the area. Um. But, uh, yeah, since I've moved, you know, my son was born a year and change ago. Um, my days are just full, man. I get up, I get up early, uh, work until four, you know, I'm home four thirty-five. but then it's pretty much hang out with, uh, with my little bro and, uh, around about eight o'clock he's sleeping and dad can be his own person again. So... <laughs> It's a long day. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't imagine. I feel like I'll be in your shoes eventually, and it's like, I, I just want to title this episode Dad Life with Bruce. Um, but <laughs> it's good to have you back on the show, and I'm glad to hear what you've been playing lately. Uh, let's hear from Whitney, though. H- have you been playing anything new? Um, Not much lately. Around Easter, Destiny did their, their holiday, because they always do the holiday stuff, just like, World of Warcraft and all those kinds of things where, you know, it's themed. So their Easter stuff was the revelry and it was all like spring themed. And I spent quite a bit of time doing that because it was also the the Iron Banner was happening at the same time. So I did a bunch of uh, revelry stuff and Iron Banner stuff in Destiny around Easter. Very cool. And then uh, today, that was about it for weeks, but then today uh, was the new... So there was a new expansion for Hearthstone called um, Rise of Shadows. And it's all about, like, all of the villains in World of Warcraft. Like, all of the cards and and themes of this expansion is all about the the villains. And that's really fun because I'm always about the villains and just about everything. Um, (laughs) But to so that expansion and the new cards has come out for competitive mode already. But today was the release of the new solo adventure. 
And they've been doing really interesting things with their sort of roguelike solo play stuff that they've been, they've done before. And so far, this looks like by far the biggest chunk of content that they've done in a solo adventure. Very they cool. They are... It, I, I'm only a couple of, of rounds of play into it, but it looks like there's going to be a bunch of... Before, when you were doing the adventures, it was all deck building based. So you would get new cards and you kind of had to take them in chunks. So you would maybe want two cards really badly and have to take the other one into your deck, whether you wanted it or not, and that sort of thing. Now there's this one, from what I've seen, it looks like once you get to a certain level, you can like reject cards you don't want and upgrade other abilities. And there's a bunch more customization and like loadout type stuff of your deck that you've never been able to do in the solo stuff before. So I'm only just getting into it, but they do a really good job of instead of focusing on like the meta that everyone's playing and getting decks that can fight the current meta and that kind of stuff in the competitive play, the solo play is all about they set up puzzles that you have to solve with, you know, their minions versus your minions and certain loadouts. And I guess in this one, because the whole thing is a heist of Dalaran, there's different sort of like bank heist mechanics that you have to go through for it. Like the, I guess... I hear, and I haven't gotten there yet, but a couple levels in, your board, like, you always have the same amount of cards that you can play on the board. That's going to change because you're, like, now in an alley and there's a crowd watching or something, so you won't be able oh, to wow. play the same amount of cards you have been able to since Hearthstone started for that one level. So, yeah. anyway, it looks like they really they really got creative with some of it, and I'm I'm excited to play it. And it's been really fun so far, but like I said, I've only played about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so today after it came out. Fair enough. No, that does sound really exciting. I love updates. Um, as for me, not too much. I've been super busy with my record label, which I'll, I should start another podcast. I have so much things to say about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I have been playing and speaking of updates, that freaking phone game, I'll never stop playing. Actually, it's this is probably one of the longest running phone games I've played. Over the course of this podcast, I'll bring up a phone game, play it for months, and then just eventually it fizzles out. I feel like I'm on the tail end here with Roller coaster tycoon i did it um without saying it wrong um but they just recently had an update come through and they optimized like certain menu options and it it just seems a lot smoother i so far haven't really tested it to see if they fixed my problem with like the sound effects and the music coming back on randomly so hopefully just fingers crossed that one's resolved but um, yeah, I was wrong. I think on a previous episode, I th- I said that that game like caps out at level fifty. I think it goes to level sixty. It probably goes beyond in all reality. But I I'm just gonna try to fill out my park as best as possible. It is just a fun game to play on weekends because they uh, specifically do like double XP weekends every weekend, which is like pretty smart if you if you ask me, because that entices players to come back. Um. But other than that, real games I've been playing, I, I'm still in the middle of Life is Strange 2, Episode 3, and I know our, our friend of the show, uh, Nick Jenkins from the Gamers Without Borders podcast, was tweeting at us about how he just finished Episode 3, and he was and he even tweeted us like early on, and he was like, I'm a couple hours into it and enjoying this way more than previous episodes, mainly because it introduces way more characters that are likable and interesting. But he was also like, it was not expecting it to push its higher age rating so hard. And yeah, the setting of this one is in Humboldt County where you're like on a pot farm cutting plants for like uh, 
profit and you're just kind of like your kids like the main characters are literally like a teenager and then a nine-year-old so it's kind of interesting what they're doing there but i do have to agree with him that this episode so far is just more interesting and it's doing better than previous episodes which isn't that hard to do in my opinion because we've kind of torn this whole game apart as it's been coming out but there's still hope that it's going to finish strong and get really good i want to finish episode three and see what he's talking about because he's like as soon as you finish it you got to get in touch with me because there's a lot to be talked about so i have a feeling they are going to throw another heavy hidden cliffhanger at you and we'll see how i handle it because a lot of in the previous life is strange game they're super emotional i'm not sure how it's going to be with this one i can only expect it's going to be pretty intense um but so mm. I'm still going strong with that. Also still going strong with Diablo 3, but not even really. I like barely find, like I'll be like going to bed and be like, oh, I'll bring the Switch in, into bed and just play Diablo for like a little bit before I fall asleep. But half the time I'm too sleepy to even do that. So I didn't really make much progress there. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was going to say, I, I while I love fighting games, uh, I want to do a quick shout out for Still playing Overwatch, and I've hit GM for the second time in 16 seasons, so that feels good. Yeah, what's GM stand for? Oh, uh, Grandmaster. So, um, the ranking in that game, there's like a, I forget, I've, I've seen it at one point, but there's like a bell curve of like how many people fall into each category, but it's like bronze, silver, gold, uh, platinum, diamond, master, grandmaster, and then the very top of Grandmaster is like the top 500 of like in my case it'd be like North America. So yeah. so in North America I want to say there's like 20 million players. Um so if you're in the top 500 obviously that's like disgustingly crazy. Um but like Grandmaster is usually like the top 1% of like the 20 million players for North America. So That is insane that you're in that category. <laughs> yeah, so like making it into Grandmaster is like Mmm, feels good. <laughs> Makes me not want to play you anytime soon in that game. That, do you have like a team or are you just flying solo? Oh, I'm I'm old man. I'm old man solo just doing the flex role. That's the other thing that's crazy. Like Overwatch is which also shout outs to Overwatch League has been excellent and Overwatch League Grand Finals this year are gonna be in Philly. Philly is building mm-hmm. The I'm so lar- excited. I know. Hell yeah. Me too. They they're building um they announced plans anyway. I don't I think it starts next year, but I don't know when it'll be completed. But they're I think building it was opening twenty twenty was their plan. Okay, yeah. Their their esports arena, it's gonna be the biggest in the Western Hemisphere. So it's gonna be That's amazing. insane. Yeah. And the other thing that's interesting is that it's gonna be down in the sports complex, which I think is gonna be super interesting to see if there's a bunch of clashes between like esports people and like Phillies fans or Flyers fans or whatever. Right. Ah, yeah. I don't know if the Philly spirit is going to translate into the fans of esports or if there's going to be a lot of like rumbles in the parking lots afterwards. They're going to be throwing snowballs (laughs) at the fusion team. Exactly. Hey, as long as they let Gritty hang out with the fusion, all will be right (laughs) in the world. Like that's that's, all we need. That sounds like all I really want to yeah. happen ever. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to Photoshop it for the episode image. <laughs> yes, they've like he he came in, I think it was their first game this season, but when they walked out on stage, he actually was there and like the first person to walk out for the squad oh, was Gritty. So That's so good. Yeah. I got to so find I, a picture of that. I know. I would love for him to to pop out there. Um but yeah, that's like my most recent gaming time has been Overwatch and then uh, and then Breath of the Wild, because now that I have a Switch, I just... Oh, hell yes. 
I just need it. How far do you think you are? Oh, not far. Trust me. I've beaten several Zelda games, and, like, I'm just going on previous experience, but, like, every time you think you've beaten a Zelda game, you're probably, like, a quarter of the way through it. So, (laughs) so, uh, I've, I've done all the, I actually got it for the Wii U. Funny story, I had it pre-ordered for, like, three years, and eventually, yeah, eventually I got it for the Wii U, but then they... What pissed me off was it was supposed to be exclusive for the Wii U. So I was like, oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Zelda game. Like, I have a Wii U. It's coming. And then it came out for Wii U and Switch, which is fine. Like, but I, obviously it runs better on Switch. So, like, eventually when I got a Switch, I finally caved. And I was like, all right, fuck. I'm just going to buy this game again. Also, <laughs> also I'm not Worth sure if it. I'm allowed to swear. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're totally good. <laughs> Believe me. This okay. is not, uh, yeah, not our first rodeo. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I burned through the first parts of it. Like, I, I was familiar. Like, I got all the basic runes. I, um, I haven't done the first of the, um, whatever they are, the, the, the main, like, there's like four main. The sacred animals or whatever they yeah. are. I'm with you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the first one. And I've, I've put that game down too many times. And I just feel like I should almost just start fresh because I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I, I did, I, like, when I had it on Wii U, I did the first sacred animal, um, which was, I think, was like the Zora Kingdom area. Like, it was a water base. There was an elephant and everything. Yes. Um, I did beat that when I had it on Wii U. I'm not there yet. However, this time around, I'm not stupid. And I don't sell everything for rupees. I keep my materials because you need them for your armor. Okay. So, Smart. Well, I'll keep that in <laughs> mind moving forward. Because I am always looking to, like get as much rupees as possible or any currency in most games it's just like sell 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 for me and in most games half the stuff you don't even need and it's meant to be sold to accumulate like a a a large sum of money so you can spend it on like a high priced item but no Mm -hmm. i guess for this is crafting your armor later in the game yeah yeah exactly i um like just like you said most games i'm used to like okay there's a main currency you want to get that so if you can sell stuff go for it well in zelda um I've only found the first one, but there's, like, a great fairy shrine. It's next to Kokoriko Village. It's in, like, the hill right atop of it. Um, yeah. And you use, uh, like, Boko Goblins are the, the early enemies, but then there's other enemies, like Lazarus or something. Um, but anyway, the like, the horns and all the, like, the, the bits that they drop, those are used to upgrade your armor. So I think some of the armor you buy with rupees, but, like, to upgrade it, and get like you know ha- like I don't know an extra fifty or sixty percent armor or whatever. Um, you need those those pieces to upgrade it. And then if you upgrade everything, I think there's like a set bonus. Again, I'm going based on what the NPC told me, so I haven't actually seen that yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Like this discussion reminds me of the game Horizon Zero Dawn because there were certain items that like the description was like strictly for selling <laughs> and i'm like thank you for just being honest it's like and not, not me just holding on to this for like the rest of the game not realizing that it's not going to be used for anything other than me selling it yes i played that and beat it so agree oh you did nice <laughs> yeah that was one of, i think i don't know if it was my first platinum but one of the only few platinums i've ever done and yeah i was just so enthralled with that game and there's dlc i have to get back to but i've also mentioned this on the show i think it was actually with mark with that's a hard one to kind of dive back into because the mechanics of like the fighting and it's just all super in-depth and i feel like it might be a little bit of a learning curve diving back in yeah agreed i uh 
I've heard like great things about the DLC and like the, there are a lot of really fun um, new you know animals slash monster mechs or whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, that's I, that I feel the same way. Like I upgraded the weapons that I wanted to upgrade when I was playing and I made it through the the main game, but you know I disregarded a lot of like the traps and I was more focused on like getting a really great bow because I liked being agile and like you know sniping and so. You know, who knows what's waiting in the DLC? Like, there may be animals that you need the traps and able to, you know, pick out whatever weak points they have, which that game was awesome. Like, mad yeah. props, mad props to that game. Graphics, design, everything. Yeah. Definitely highly recommend that for anyone who hasn't checked it out yet. And just speaking of DLC that I want to get around to and haven't yet, uh, that Spider-Man game has DLC, a lot of it, and I'm, I I thoroughly enjoyed that game. That's one I should have platinum, but I feel like there's a couple of things that were a little too, I don't know, it felt like I was doing chores. Mm. I have a long list. I'm I'm a I'm a good candidate for Reddit slash R slash patient gamer because I have I have so little like gaming time. Like I want to play Spider Man. I want to play God of War. I want to play uh, Monster Hunter World. Like there's so many games I just don't have time to play. So eh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, maybe watch Let's Plays if if you're interested in that. I know that's what Bren does with a lot of the games he can't get around to. And we try to stream, but I, I always lie about that. I do. That's the thing. Maybe this weekend I'll be streaming some Life is Strange episode three for everyone. Um. But I think that'll do it for the game discussion of what we've been playing and stuff. There is some things going on in the news that I'd like your guys' input on. And the first and foremost, this was announced like hours ago today of this recording. Um, Microsoft and Sony form a cloud gaming and AI partnership. And there's like a picture of the CEO shaking hands. And I'm like, this is pretty big, but it's also like... I'm 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 interested in why they're doing it because for all these years it's been like Stark we're almost enemies but now they're teaming up for the whole cloud-based gaming service and uh, I guess AI technology which I guess in all reality it's a good thing that they're joining forces and going to try to give us the best they can mm -hmm. I don't know what are you guys' thoughts? Well, I've been yapping my face off. I do you want to say what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I definitely, I had not actually heard that until you said it. Uh, it oh, okay. definitely took me by surprise when you mentioned that because, um, Sony and Microsoft are not notoriously good at getting along. So exactly being in a partnership is interesting. Um, yeah, my, my immediate thought, like if they're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, cause I'm, I'm just like Whitney here. Like I'm, I haven't heard about this yet, but when they say cloud gaming, I know that there have been several services over time where, you know, the the processing and all the heavy lifting is done off-site and you kind of have like a client that streams to to you what's going yes. on. Is that what they're talking about? Is that cloud yes. gaming? Yes. What uh, we actually mentioned it on a few episodes ago, but didn't even go too in depth because it's still so fresh and we haven't done enough research to really understand it. But the whole Google Stadia thing, mm -hmm. um, it's basically a threat to Sony and Microsoft because that's their cloud based like gaming platform where they pitched it. Uh, you'll be able to play like the latest Assassin's Creed game in your browser um, mm. as long as you have these uh specifications on your pc or and or i think it was like what like 25 megabytes down or something crazy it was like uh as far as download speed so it was like 
very reasonable. Almost anyone should be able to play some high quality games on their PC and on the go. Yeah. But yeah, this is their answer to that because yeah, I guess Microsoft has technology that Sony doesn't. And in order for them to both stay afloat, they're kind of just teaming up uh, to, yeah, it says here that it looks like the companies are teaming up. So Sony has some underlying infrastructure assistance to fight back against Stadia. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, the reason I ask is because there have been services in the past that, you know, offer remote gaming and like there's, there's, there's pros and cons to the situation. So the pros are, uh, you could have a Android box, you know, a $40 little box that has Bluetooth on it and you have a nice controller and, as long as it's connected to your Wi-Fi or whatever your internet service is and you have the appropriate speed, you can play any game you want and the heavy lifting is done elsewhere. So, like, let's say this is for computer games. Instead of me needing to upgrade my graphics card every, you know, three years or something, um, you can play on max settings every game all the time and have no problems. The issue that you run into, though, is latency, which is yeah. which is fine for single player games or what have you but if you start getting into the realm of games that I like to play which is like Counter Strike or Overwatch or Rainbow Six Siege uh milliseconds matter <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so that's when you get into a situation where i mean Maybe if there's a casual mode, like a lot of people... I don't know how the demographics break out, but when you talk about competitive first-person shooters, I mean, for me, like, I'm looking for every competitive advantage I have. Now, I treat the game seriously where, like, I'll learn all the mechanics and I'll learn, you know, what what I'm good at or what I can improve at and what the metagame is and blah, blah, blah. But as far as, like, the hardware side of things, like, I have a 144 hertz monitor... And I play my game on low settings because you know what? I want 300 frames per second on Overwatch. I want, yeah. and I could go, I could nerd out on you why that's, you know, better than matching your frames per second to the refresh rate of your monitor. But like, the point is, I have like anything that to me makes it more connected to what I'm doing and like dependent on my skill level for, for competitive games, that's going to be priority. So. I guess my reaction to this like cloud gaming push is I don't know what the whole market is like, like what percentage of people care about competitive gaming. Cause if like it's only a quarter of them, then they're onto something. Cause you don't need all that for, you know, final fantasy or, uh, kingdom hearts or, you know, whatever, like, any game that's going to run 30 or 60 FPS and you're playing a single player experience, like you're probably fine. Yeah, no, that, that all makes sense to me. And yeah, for the competitive gamers, I I'm assuming they're going to have to do something else because that, that won't work. You're absolutely right. That's not acceptable to have like the latency issues. I just, I'm just interested to see what they come up with and how, what like the pricing structure is going to be like, how like easily accessible it'll be. And if, like, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see moving forward now that they have this deal established what they're going to do. Well, and then there's mm. there's another element to this, which is about a month or so ago, I was reading about a very well-sourced rumor. Um, direct feed 
Games has a reputation for getting Nintendo rumors right. And they have have sourced a rumor that Microsoft is prepping Xbox Game Pass for the Switch. So if Microsoft is getting in bed with Nintendo, but also getting in bed with Sony, yeah. they now have a monopoly. And like, I don't necessarily mind a monopoly in that cross-platform stuff has traditionally been one of the biggest headaches of like me trying to play with friends because everyone's got different systems. Everyone prefers different stuff. I have... I literally play Destiny by myself because everyone is either a PC or Xbox Destiny player and I'm on PS4. And it's like that kind of stuff. If we're starting to get to a point with everyone collaborating where I can play with anybody at any time, cross-platform to me is more important than worrying about a monopoly. But also, at some point, we're just going to have the company that makes all the video games that aren't (laughs) indie video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sure seems that way. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder how Nintendo feels about this as they struggle to even have like an online interface where like you can communicate with your friends. It's like they they are like years behind as far they as that. But so as far as behind, yeah. very far yeah. behind. But then yet again, it's funny. It's like two sides of a coin. They're they're super far ahead with like the design of the Switch. Like I feel like it's so weird. Like that. I don't. To me, I feel like the Switch was such a game changer, and they have the right ideas. They just don't have the infrastructure. So it seems like they should have been in on a deal like this. And like, yeah, I agree. At that point, we will have a monopoly. But if I can play Rocket League with people on PC, uh, well, maybe PC wouldn't be involved. But yeah, that'd be fantastic. But it just seems like yeah. it's it's possible. But I don't know. I've been used to what we've been dealing with for all these years, it seems like unrealistic, but you never know. It does seem like things are starting to change, especially with this deal that we're talking about now. Just yeah. uh, just an FYI, you can play Rocket League with PC players. <laughs> I can? Oh, shit. Well, yeah, I'm pretty um, sure that at least, I don't know if it's PS4. I think PS4 is the holdout, but I think I think it's... That's me. X- <laughs> Yeah, I think it's Xbox, uh, Switch, and and computer can all play together on Rocket League. Um, God, that is so fucked because I know ever since starting the show, like uh, we had a listener named Chiz, and we met on Rocket League, if I'm not mistaken. And I was playing on PC all the way back then. Eventually got a PS4, got Rocket League again because I just like the convenience of the PS4, and yep. haven't played on PC since. And since I haven't been able to play Rocket League with Chiz, who's an amazing player, by the way. Um, but one thing we were capable of figuring out with me on PS4 and him on PC, we could do a single one-on-one match. Like they allow that only, but they don't let you play a full like competitive uh. mode match with. And I was like, that is so dumb. Like it's literally proving that we're capable of communicating and being in the same environment. Yeah. You're on PC and I'm on PS4. Yet they prevented us from doing like competitive stuff together. So I'm just curious, and I haven't played Rocket League in months at this point, but they do often have updates coming through all the time. And in fact, I just saw one. On on the ps4 the other day i need to install so it'd be cool if that ever changes because i would love to be able to play with chiz and or anyone else on pc but it's just such a strange thing that yeah ps4 yeah. got screwed in that one well i i think if i remember correct and maybe i'm wrong here but i i think that's more a sony thing than the rest like i think um microsoft obviously microsoft owns windows but Microsoft with Windows and the Xbox, they started doing a lot of like cross play where you like you could play your Xbox games from your computer and you could do all this, you know, use one or the other and kind of stream things. And then Nintendo kind of joined the group, but um I I think for whatever reason Sony like believes so much in their own online that they want to like 
hold their community together for some reason. Um, but the thing about Rocket League, why I mentioned that is I played that sporadically, but like that's one of those games that it follows the classic, you know, Nintendo formula, which is it's easy to start playing. It's fun. The controls aren't that hard, but if you want to get really good at it, the skill ceiling is as high as you want to go. Like, Absolutely. You can just keep getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, it's insane watching the pros play. Like, good God, it like it always puts me in my place. It's like, hey, I'm getting pretty good at this game. And then it's like, oh, God, they can like literally control every angle and like just like flutter their like rocket boost like in midair to just like get every direction midair, any angle. It's just absolutely insane because like, I don't know, that's the thing. Once you start trying to become a better player in that game, it's just getting up in the air and really manipulating your car and trying to like get a good feel for being yeah, in rocketed into the air. Um, and I also just recommend anyone playing that game that's trying to get good focus on hitting the ball. <laughs> like that is <laughs> like there's so many times just people just whiff so hard and it's and myself included. And it's just like, man, it's just as long as you hit the ball, you're you're gonna be much that, better off. That's my that's my favorite um Rocket League joke is uh the <laughs> every time you whiff it's like Oh, that that was a fake out because <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've seen that. There were so many times where, like, the very beginning of the game, people well, and some people say they do do a fake out, but like, it always seems just like super whiff, 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 and then all of a sudden the ball is hasn't even moved for like the first ten seconds, and I'm like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> there, I I know I've seen a clip of a pro game where there's like four people going at the ball, and they're all like not sure that they're going to be the first one to hit it. So they all go where they think the first person is going to hit it. And it just ends up in four people whiffing and the ball doesn't yes. move. <laughs> oh man, that is fantastic. I've seen similar things myself. But yeah. yeah. Even just saying this all makes me want to get back in the Rocket League, maybe see. I sure hope they lift that cro- that ban on PS4 so we could play with other people. Um, that all being said, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the news. Is there anything you guys feel like talking about before maybe we play some uh, game or no game? Huh? No, I just, I've like 50 different people have sent me the news about the John Wick game because I have Ooh. this podcast and I also have the Keanu Reeves podcast. The crossover. So everyone's like, you have to play it so that you can talk about it on both podcasts. So. Yes, that's a great yeah. idea. I did yeah. not know that was a game. So yeah, I'm I'm interested yeah. in that. Nice. Um, and that they're making a third movie, or that's out. Oh, they're making out. a third. This yeah. Yeah. Oh, this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's one thing. Maybe we can talk about real quick before. Uh, and uh, we don't typically do this, but we have in the past movies. I rarely ever get out to the movies. There's usually nothing in there worth seeing. Now there's Detective Pikachu. Do you guys have an interest in that at all? I mean... I have an interest. (laughs) I have less of an interest than I did a few days ago after talking to my sister, who did see it. Uh Um, But she she said it's definitely worth seeing. She doesn't know if it's worth seeing in theaters. um, Okay. Because it was... There were parts of it that were good, and there were things that were funny and fun and and whatever. but overall, there was a lot of story that felt like it was cut for no reason. Like, she was like, the actual plot line made no sense. Um, <laughs> it seems like there was whole chunks missing consistently throughout the whole movie. Um, oh, jeez. So she, like, she was like, I got taken out of it a couple of times because I was like, wait, what's happening? Um, right. Hmm. So she did say overall, she had a fun time seeing it, but it wasn't as good as she was hoping it would be. And she said, definitely, you can 
wait and save your money on the ticket and the popcorn and the whatever for something else and uh just see it like when it's you know on a plane yeah. or comes to a streaming service or something like that that totally makes sense to me yeah and mm. i feel like the only reason i'm even interested in seeing this movie is just to see the, what the pokemon look like i saw a couple of trailers where it's like showing off the different pokemon that make appearances even if they're just like small cameos and i'm like i feel like that'll just be fun i I'm not even necessarily invested in the story or Ryan Reynolds voicing the main character. I'm just like, let's go see these Pokemon. But hopefully it's a good movie as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the most attractive thing for me, as far as I can tell, is like the art style. Like, like it is really fun to see all those Pokemon and, you know, like a pseudo realistic uh, art style. So that's kind of the draw for me. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, as far as movies go, there's that. And, you know, I saw Avengers, which. I love being like the fighting games, you know, background. Um, there's a lot of Marvel characters. Like I, I, my very first big fighting game was Marvel versus Capcom, uh, three. So, you know, I'm a fan of several Marvel characters and it's fun to, (laughs) fun to see them throw down. And I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies too. So I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well caught up as far as they go. So that was, uh, I enjoyed the Avengers. I, I think the, if it if you're not someone who's watched a lot of Marvel movies or you know is invested in like the stories of them, then you'd probably enjoy like the first two thirds of the movie. But like the last half hour, forty five minutes can seem like it kind of drags on if you're not like there's so many people that they had to satisfy because you're tying in you know superheroes from twenty two different movies. So yeah, absolutely. So and they did they you know they did well um, at you know, tying up a number of storylines and kind of like showing where, where they, you know, where things are going to go from here. And, um, so I was glad I saw it. It's something I'm definitely going to see again. Um, not, you know, I won't go to theaters to watch it again. I'd definitely watch it at home. Um, but if you like Marvel movies, if you like superheroes, like, you know, obviously it's a great movie and it's breaking every damn record out there. So seriously, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's got it. Yeah, very, very popular. I've yet to see it. I don't, I've seen a few or one of the Avengers movies. I have to just watch them all, start over and just get to that one because apparently it's worthwhile. Um, but that'll do it for our little movie chat quick. Let's play a quick game of game or no game. So we're playing Game or No Game. It's a real quick one. I only have a couple for you guys here, but let's get your feedback. Do you think there's a game called Fruity Pinball Shootout? Um, I'm going to say no game. Yeah, I'm going to say no, just because the, the shootout sounds weird. I don't know. Oh, damn it. It's a no. You both get that one. And yeah, the the shootout was me throwing that on there because I saw Fruity Pinball as just a suggestion. And I'm like, hmm, what can I throw on there to make it seem like a legit pinball game? But nope, threw it off. (laughs) How about Mystery Graveyard 2? Two, like the number two? Yes. (laughs) Or two. (laughs) T-O-O. Sure, why not? Yeah. 
I mean, it definitely could be. I'm going to say yes. That's a no. And oh, damn it. I didn't do my due diligence. That better not be a game. I'm going to have to check that one out and make sure it's not a game. But that's one I just came up with. Uh, do you think there's a game called Tubetastic World Splash Fest? <laughs> I'm going to say yes, just because I want that to exist. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to say no to that one. It's surprisingly a yes and available wow. on Steam. And I'm like, yeah, just the name like that makes me want to buy it. I don't even it's care. Quite a name. <laughs> yeah. Very I, impressive. I want to invite my friends over to play Tubetastic <laughs> World Splash Fest. Uh, they won't believe what they're doing. Yeah. Um, how about a few others? Do you think there's a game called Diesel Brothers Truck Building Simulator? Oh, my God. That sounds so boring. Truck Building? I'm yep. going to say yes. Uh, I'm going to say yes. You're both correct. And yeah, with the simulators, it's usually a yes. I don't usually come up with too many fake ones, but oh man, that does sound boring. I agree, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last maybe two or three. Do you guys think there's a game called Death Bloom Chapter One? Uh... I mean, I don't think Reaper from Overwatch has his own game, so I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm also going to say no. It's a yes, and I don't think it's related to Overwatch, but it's just a really generic title and a a game you can play. Last two. (laughs) Do you think there's a game called Blazing Beaks? Yes. Uh... I mean, it sounds like fun. Sounds like a good game name. (laughs) I'll say yeah. It's a yes, and it does look fun. It's like the main characters are ducks or something. I don't know. It's only like, uh, well, it's 15 bucks on Steam, but it's on sale right now. It's like a pixelated, I don't really know. Let me pull up and see what the description says. Well, the website blazingbeaks.com has a summary of, it's a roguelite where too much greediness can be fatal. A colorful yes. <laughs> world with armed birds blazing their way through piles of mutants, monsters, and creepy creatures. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a 420 blazing beaks, but no, it's all good. That's oh, funny. Man. Uh, <laughs> no, it does look like a fun game, though, and really cutesy and pretty fairly cheap. So check that one out. But you guys are all doing pretty good. Let's see what you make of this last one. Do you think there's a game called Satan's Weight Loss Studio? <laughs> No, please no. No, but I wish there was. <laughs> it's no, and I'm proud of that one. God damn it! <laughs> but I wish that, there was a game called Satan's Weight Loss. I'm not. You know what? I'm we not have prepared. To make I am not prepared. <laughs> My body isn't ready. But that's how we play a game or no game. <laughs> all right well that was a fun episode guys thanks for joining us again on the podcast bruce oh my gosh my cat's knocking things over let's uh wrap this episode up with some plugs i know you're just a dad bruce so i'm not sure if you want to plug anything as far as where our listeners can find you but is there anything as far as the community used to be involved with or anything you want to plug here's your opportunity oh sure um well i mean i'll just 
the best thing I got going is Overwatch as far as my gaming time. So uh, if you see the pants one three three seven, or if you see me on my alt account Milf Hunter, uh, that's me playing <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> You're a dad. <laughs> hey, I, I bagged Milf. What do you want me to say? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Very cool. And how about you, Whitney? You uh, have a pod. You have many podcasts. I have many many podcasts. Uh. Follow me uh, on Twitter at Whitney underscore Nelson, and you can find all of the podcasts from there. Um, but I am on a real play RPG podcast called Myth Takes. I am on the Keanu Reeves, aforementioned Keanu Reeves podcast called Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, where we watch all of his movies in chronological order. Um, I am on a podcast that has yet to come out, but is we're creeping closer to release time. Which is uh, extremely fast and incredibly furious, where I watch all yes. fast and furious movies in forty-eight hours. Um, and then I am uh, historical hotties is is my baby, and that's where we talk about uh, different categories of historical figure, and we try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. And that one is a blast. We just talk about who we have crushes on from history. Yeah, it's a great show. I recommend our listeners check out all those shows. They're fantastic. And I'm super looking forward to the Fast and Furious one. Um, and listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Our handle's ABT Silence on all the social media and Twitch and all that stuff. Um, if you're interested in my record label, it's Missed Out Records, uh, MissedOutRecords.com or MissedOutRecords.BandCamp.com for a bunch of free music. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.